in the world is good, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. We create a conversation between modern day dating world, typical couch conversation, a little bit of basketball. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott. Alongside your co-host, Liam. The hoop star, Nash. I'll take a quick fist bump real quick. We're in the same city. You guys are watching us on YouTube right now. We got the shit in the, in the back right here. This is the lab. It's going to be the lab. Stay tuned. But with that being said, we got some other cool stuff coming lined up for this interview. If you guys like reality TV, if you guys like The Bachelor, Bachelorette, I'm watching on my couch every single Monday by myself taking girlfriend applications. Check out singer-songwriter interview, Jed Wyatt. Enjoy. Once again, you're listening to Man to Man on Dash Radio. We're sitting down with singer and songwriter Jed Wyatt. Jed, what's up, dude? Thanks for coming on the show. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Another Nashville boy. We are Nashville guys ourselves, so it's a small world. We're excited to have you on and, and kind of chat with you for a sec. Obviously, Jed, people know you from being on The Bachelorette. Liam and I actually had a buddy from school, Go Vols, who went on the show Big Brother. Shout out Jackson Mickey, and he ended up winning the show. Uh, I guess the first question is, dude, like, what's it like being on a reality TV show with so many people watching you, dude? Were there any nerves or butterflies at all being in front of so many cameras? Yeah, I mean, like, when you're when you're actually there, millions of people as much as, like, it's almost like after it's all said and done and you're, like, re-watching the episodes, that's when the nerves hit you because you're like, oh, like, shit, where are they going to, like show that I said or not show, you know? So that was really where the nerves hit me the much, pretty much everything, you know? Yeah. I tell you what, dude, we are big camera guys ourselves, but I feel like for me, like I just said, it might, it, it could add a little bit extra pressure on me. What did you think the show was going to be like before? And then I guess actually going on it. Cause I know production, everything else has got some stuff to get st stuff to do with it. Right. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest. I'd never done anything like even similar <laughs> to that. So um, it was, <laughs> it was just a, a whole different experience. Expected. And um, I don't know, it's, it's just weird. And like, I, it's, you find it hard to kind of like be yourself in a way with a bunch of cameras around, I guess you could imagine. But um, yeah. I mean, right. I didn't, I didn't really know what to expect. I'd only seen like two episodes of that show before I went on. So it was yeah, just dude. like one of those things that I was like, going for adventure. Like, this is going to be cool. And I get right. there and it's just a whole different ball game. Right. So. Right. Like I said, dude, I've, I've thought about going on a reality TV show myself, but with my experience getting ghosted a numerous amount of times, probably not very likely for me, <laughs> but I uh, just wanted to ask you what that was like. So I'm glad I appreciate those answers. Probably not going to yeah, do it right. anymore. What show? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I mean, I'm trying to, like, I get ghosted, dude. We talk about girl problems and basketball, so I'm always just like, man, maybe I should just try a dating show, dude. I'm only 5'8", though. Probably can't even get on the cat or uh, get casted for it. So maybe just like a Survivor or Big Brother would be cool. Bro, Survivor would be sick. Yeah. Do you I think feel like that's the best, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Do you have any advice for somebody, maybe like a, an Andy that might want to go on reality TV after it all? Yeah, or just not do it at all then. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I would ever tell someone like not to do it. I think it's got to be like your decision. But um, I guess my biggest piece of advice would be, you know, prepare for anything. You know, it could be mm -hmm. an amazing experience or it could be, a dramatic and terrible experience you just have to like kind of follow your gut and go with what feels right to you you know mm -hmm. all right all right so with so many people kind of 
you know, on a big stage, all these people and kind of invested in your life. Was that overall experience maybe helped you be more comfortable in, in the eye of the public? Maybe now that you moved into your music career, has that helped you maybe performing wise on doing shows, being in front of a lot of people or maybe just walking around, you know, Nashville now? Is that has that experience helped you at all? Um, I feel like, well, with everything that I went through on it, I feel like it definitely gave me thicker skin, which in the music industry you have to have because you're going to catch right. um, a lot of different opinions. You know, you're going to have people who, who love you and then you're going to have people who absolutely despise what you do. And you have to be able to hear everything and take all the different inputs and like apply it or completely disregard it. And I feel like it did help me in that sense to be able to kind of move past some negativity and stuff. Um, as far as like a confident, a confidence level walking around, I almost feel like it changed me in that sense because it's like, now if I like want to go downtown with some boys or like with Ellen or anything like that, it's just a different thing. Cause people will be like filming you doing stuff or filming me like, you know, doing anything. And I, it kind of like gets in your head and you're like, dang, like am I picking my nose out here? Like what, what, what are you guys <laughs> like, right. you, you just don't know what they're, they're getting. So it kind of makes you on edge in that sense. But I'd say the, the, the best thing for me that it, that it did was the, uh, the thick skin. It just yeah. kind of gave me a thicker skin. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, dude. I tell you what, dude, I watched all of Matt James season by myself again, taking applications for girlfriends, but then again, not very likely because it is hot girl summer coming up. Uh, that's the last time I think I'm giving the show any attention. And uh, obviously, you know, we know that you play music from the show, but let's kind of take a step back and see how music became such an important asset in your life. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to your songs a couple of days ago, Jed, and it seems like you have multiple sounds to each song right you got a little bit of john mayer i'll give you a little bit of john mayer dude a little bit of upbeat, hey, upbeat tempo dance music was there a specific genre of music that you kind of grew up to listen to or did you kind of just listen to everything all around uh you know growing up my parents didn't really listen to a lot of country music or anything i, I think my first cd that i ever had was Maroon five so Hell yeah dude. i kind of had a lot of that kind of inspiration growing up and then when I moved to Nashville and started getting around other artists and stuff, because where I grew up, I was the only one of my friends that like really did anything with music. So um, I didn't have like other outside influences, like friend wise, that were kind of influencing me to change my sound or do anything like that, you know. And mm -hmm. then I get to Nashville and I'm surrounded by all these super talented people and seeing different shows, different genres. So I think it all kind of hit me at once and I was like dialing in my sound, but instead of like just letting that happen naturally, I was just like pushing out songs too. I was like, you know what, I'm going to release this or release that. And I kind of just went with what felt good at the time. But yeah, I, now when I like look back at my old stuff, I'm like, wow, this is like, you know, this is pop. This is kind of country. This is soul, like singer songwriter. <laughs> like it's just all very different, but Think what's cool about music is that um at the end of the day though the sounds might be a little bit different it is all me and stuff that came out of me as an artist and mm -hmm. that's what um i would really encourage any other artist to to do i think that obviously everyone wants to find their sound but it's very important to like listen to like what your soul wants to put out and to do that because at the end of the day you got to live with whatever you put out 
Right. Well, I'll tell you what, dude, you got me 45 and in the shower, the down light Bluetooth speaker, because that one bumps. Uh, was there any extra? Pre- <laughs> <laughs> was there uh, was there? So growing up, then, was there any extra pressure then to, to do music? I mean, you were talking about how you did it all by yourself and didn't you know, didn't really come around it all that much, but you loved it so much. Did you do any other anything besides music or was there any extra pressure for you to just pursue music as a whole? There is. I mean, I'm very blessed to have had a family that didn't put like a lot of pressure on me to go any certain way. They've just been very supportive about whatever I really wanted to do. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to have had that. And um, my dad played guitar growing up, still plays. He can shred. Shout out. Jerry. <laughs> um, my grandma, though, I'd say was like probably one of my biggest influences, though, because I mean, I can remember being very young and sitting next to her and watching her play a piano. Mm -hmm. And that is like some of my first like memories that I can go back to that really intrigued me to want to do some music stuff. And um, that's where it really all started. And I would just find myself, you know, listening to a song and then trying to figure it out on the piano. And that's where it all really started. And then guitar came later on, but there was never like uh, any kind of force for me to do it. It's just kind of what my heart wanted to do. So at an early age, it sounded like you kind of decided that you want to keep playing music throughout your life, right? I got to ask you, I don't know, are you playing any family gatherings? Are you, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas? Are you playing the guitar nowadays for the family and stuff? Yeah, what's going on there? Uh, I mean, when we... When I go home and stuff, me and my dad will jam a little bit here and there, but it's kind of, it's like an interesting dynamic because it's like, I don't see them as much as I used to. So it's more like we talk or play games and just hang out. It's not so much of like a, a music thing. Um, mm-hmm. It was more so like that when I still lived at home, you know, cause that's the only place I could practice and play and do that stuff. But right. now it's become more of a, I, I like to just take in being home rather than play for everyone or anything like that. Right. So growing up, did you have any other like hobbies? Are we, you know, doing anything else besides music growing up or was it just mostly music? That's it, dude. I just pretty much woke up and played guitar and (laughs) ate and then went to bed. All right. Because we see you in the gym, dude. I don't know if you grew up playing football or not. So we just had to ask there. Yeah. No, I actually I played baseball for a long time. And that was a big dream of mine until senior year of high school. And I was like. I got kind of butthurt. I went and did like a showcase thing for college and played like complete ass. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? This, I'm done with baseball. I'm done with it. I was I so that. pissed. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit here uh, to 2015, I think, is when you decided to move to Nashville and attend Belmont uh, kind of to continue your music career. What was that move like f- for you um, yeah. in terms of coming to Nashville and learning about the music industry. I know you mentioned it's a little more, you know, scrutiny and you got to learn a lot of things. Did you learn anything maybe moving firstly to Nashville before um, that you hadn't already? Um, well, I didn't really have much experience in like any kind of like a career. I didn't understand all the different outlets that you could actually take in music you know i grew up in Sevierville, tennessee east tennessee and um like i said there's not like a lot of music there so i didn't realize all the opportunities till i did arrive in nashville 
at, at Belmont and Belmont was like a huge step for me, like realizing that there are avenues that you can take in music that don't only have to be like you playing and singing, like, you know, there's management, there's production, there's all these other things. And um, I think that honestly though, my biggest takeaway that I got from Belmont was that you don't actually have to have a degree, you know, in music to be very successful in music. Most of the biggest artists that you know of and that I know of didn't go to college for music. And um, I think that was maybe my first mistake moving here was like, so then I went to Belmont for two years before actually having the realization of like, I don't have to have this degree to, you know, make something of myself in music. Were you thinking of moving to any other cities, Jed? Maybe like in L.A. Everyone's trying to go to L.A. and figure it out. Or was it just kind of like, hey, I'm going to Nashville. I'm close to home. Yeah, dude, I'm a mama's boy, bro. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not going out west. I'm, I'm like, Nashville's far enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that. It was like a good step because I'm very close to my family. And um, I, I don't know. I don't think I would have been where I am today if I had gone further west. But LA, LA is cool. You know, it's just a whole different vibe of artists and stuff out there. Right. I appreciate it. Right. Kind of has everything. All right. Well, moving a little bit forward in your career, you released a couple of uh, singles. These two are personally my favorite, Jed, Misery and Vacation. I think Vacation is an absolute banger in the wall. Uh, and then you played with um, Jana Kramer, right, at the iHeart Music uh, yeah. events. And then what was that experience like for you? Because I know she's kind of big time over there. Yeah, Jen, you know, she's she's a big time artist and like growing up, you know, that's what all the boys were like, Janet Cameron, <laughs> you know. Smoke but, show. <laughs> uh, she, she's she was really nice. I had a lot of respect for her and she offered me um a lot of wisdom when I played that show with her and it was kind of surreal to like I was like riding around with her in a SUV, her and her husband at the time and we were just, she was just giving me like some really good advice and stuff on my situation. Um, Cause I was still kind of in the heat of everything when I played that show. So it was cool though. I mean, she's obviously very talented. She didn't play that show. She was hosting. Gotcha. So I didn't get to actually like see her play or anything, but I mean, it was, it was cool to be around someone and kind of to help host with her was neat as well. Do you have a favorite place or show that, you've played at before i know there's a ton of hole in the walls in nashville a bunch of writers rounds do you have a specific place that you like playing at particularly uh i think my favorite place that i've played locally is the listening room yeah it's a really fun place i I just i kind of like the intimacy and that people like listen and stuff you know what i mean because like Mm -hmm. a lot of bars and i don't blame people because i i've gone to bars and i do the same thing they just like party and they're not like really paying attention but the listening room you know people are like dialed into your music which is nice so yeah i got a but i got a ton of buddies that go play in the listening room and that's they say the same thing about it dude it's it's a likewise sentiment um so it sounded like i guess you were going to travel uh right before quarantine hits right and play throughout nashville and all this stuff and then obviously this whole coronavirus thing hits how did that uh, how did that impact your music and did it kind of slow it down or did it give you kind of more uh, time to write less distractions? Tell me about that experience. Yeah, well, it was interesting. It was just like uh, Ellen and I had just really started dating 
when the whole COVID thing happened and when they, you know, announced that there was possibly going to be a nationwide lockdown, we were both like, well, we don't want to be like apart from each other. So she came to Tennessee and we ended up going back to my parents and we were there for, I think three months. It was like when everything was really bad. And during that time, honestly, I just was so uncreative. I was uncreative for like about a year. I don't know. Like I have friends that were complete opposite. Like they found like all this energy and time to put into music. I was just like uninspired. I'm more inspired to like be out doing something, like see somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, going out and walking the dogs every day isn't like super inspiring. So it's like, that's all we were pretty much doing and making margaritas and bonfires. And that was about it. So I was I gonna know. say I I, I I saw some some TikToks you made a couple of times with Ellen. Yeah, we saw the TikToks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my like three TikToks. Yeah, I did the same thing, dude, with with my ex girlfriend, and uh, quarantine hit. I just started wiggle dicking around, and I said, "All right, let's do this then." Yeah. Just, yeah, man. I'm so bad at TikTok, bro. <laughs> you, like, I feel I like you would blow up on TikTok if you like took it seriously. I, Look. I, I can't, I, I want to take it seriously so bad because it's so beneficial as like an artist and it's like, a, it's fun, but like, I don't know. I just can't like force myself to do it. Like we were going to shoot some stuff yesterday. We're like, let's make some TikToks. And we were yeah. like, we like watched a few to like get some inspiration. We're like, dang, this just like, isn't us. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I hear you. I'll tell you though, the views yeah. go up, dude. Oh dude. Oh, it's, it's amazing what it can do for like, whatever you have going on, it's just like, why not take advantage of it? Yeah. All right. So what's the plan for 2021? Uh, Nashville is kind of easing the restrictions. Are you going on tour? I mean, playing local shows, you got new music in the works. What's the, what's the plan for Jed in 2021? Man, I am in the process of recording an EP. So I got one song pretty much done and I'm going to be doing three more. So the EP's, Gonna have four songs on it as of now, um, possibly more, but I, I would say four songs. And I'm extremely excited to put out like a project because it's always been just kind of like one piece at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this will be my first time doing that. And then, but as far as like playing out and stuff, I really just want to like ha- get my music done, like recorded first. And I'm trying to put as much energy as I can into that. And then I, w- I would love to start playing some like live shows and stuff again. Sure. Jed, I, uh, I asked you a little bit earlier, besides the hole in the walls, maybe what's your favorite place to play at outside of uh, Nashville? <sighs> Dude, the, the show that I played with Jana was sick. Like yeah. it was, it was at um, like Miller Coors, like factory um which was dope love beer shout out beer and (laughs) they they were like i mean they were serving us all sorts of beer the crowd was massive the stage was sick like i don't know that was just like it was like a festival vibe so um, right that was probably one of my favorite places i've ever played i got a question for you dude because i was asking one of my buddies and he's an independent artist and um, you know, just trying to get his name out there. He played at Tin Roof on Broadway a couple of days ago, I think on that second floor. And I was I was telling him, man, I was like, man, it's I mean, once Nashville's easing all these restrictions, why don't you just hit up all these bars? And I'm sure they got their emails on their Instagrams and try to get into a bunch of writers rounds, writers rounds. 
is it harder than I think for someone who doesn't play music to be like, hey, I'm an artist here in Nashville. Let me just hit up Tin Roof on Demumbrium and see if I can play a show there a night. Is it harder than that? Uh, I would I would suggest reaching out to the people who are hosting the rounds. So like usually what it is is like um, trying to think of an example, like Whiskey Jam, I guess, mm -hmm. for example. I, the best way they have like a contact email for Whiskey Jam. But um, you want to reach out directly to whoever's actually hosting the event or the round or the show, as opposed to reaching out to like the bar, right? Because that that's the best way to get plugged in. That's how I got plugged into playing more rounds and stuff early on. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I just didn't I didn't know. I was like, well, they probably got their email on their Instagram, and he was like, well, yeah, it's probably not the person booking. It's usually an independent promoter or something like that booking. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah. But now if, if they're like wanting to play like shows to like make money, like, you know, like a cover gig thing, that's different. That's where you got to talk to the bar and they have like the, the person that, you know, sets all that up. Right. So right. It's, it's different. But Okay, cool. All right. So he's got the EP on the way. Once again, uh, we're uh, we're on Dash Radio. We're man to man. We got singer and songwriter Jed White rocking with us. Uh, Jed, this is our last segment. We're going to just shoot the shit with you, dude. Give your fans and those who are new to you a chance to learn more about you and your personality. These are just quick rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to mind first, let us hear it, man. You ready? I'm ready, dude. Let's go. All righty. Favorite food in the fridge. You look like you got a physique to you. What you got? Favorite food in the fridge. Currently. Can it, can it, it has to be in the fridge. Gotta be in the fridge or the freezer. We'll we'll take freezer too, dude. I I'll, I'll sneak in the the pantry. You can you, you can want put, pantry in there? <laughs> yeah, you can. What, you got some in the pantry? Okay, pancakes. Then that's what I was waiting for. I'm like, <laughs> I don't really like love anything in my fridge right now. So yeah. Ideally, though, what do you like? A steak or something? Like a good steak or what? Yeah, steaks are fire. So are tacos. <laughs> I like. I make. I'm hey, Cinco de Mayo, dude. You got to make that spicy margarita today. Um, all right. Favorite bar to go to in Nashville? Okay. Uh, I would say Red Door. I would say Red Door. Red Door in Midtown? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I like that. yeah. To clarify, for sure. There's <laughs> yeah, also yeah. the other Red Door, but I, I was going to say, there's the one in East Nashville. Count. The one in East Nashville, and I've been there. It's fun but i like the midtown one okay they got good pretzel bites as well um favorite song or album right now bro i feel like beaver just killed you got some beaver yeah how did you end up dating ellen decker college college lived with a guy with baseball with and he hooked us up nice Okay. Well, I'm going to have to talk to that guy. That'll introduce me to maybe somebody like that. Best dating advice for someone wanting to get over the whole ghosted stage, AKA myself. Uh, this could be maybe like what to say in a first date, what to stay away from. And then a big question that I have is when do you follow up asking for the second time to hang out? You wait in a week or do you just ask to hang out the next couple of days, like two times in the same week, dude? I think my biggest advice for, for someone looking to get into the dating scene at all would be to make sure that you're loving yourself first. And I know that sounds so dumb and like cliche a little bit, but like 
when you fall in love with yourself, you don't find this like urgency to have somebody. And then it's like magic. They kind of just show up. Yeah. Like that's what we, Ellen and I, we were like telling the guy who introduced us, Mike, he was like dying to get in a relationship. And we kept telling him like, Hey, stop looking just like, and I like, you hear that, like, it'll happen when you least expect it, but it's like facts. Like that's, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. So that would be like my biggest advice. But if you do find someone that you like, and what did you ask me? Like, when should you follow up with them? Yeah, just you take them out on a date. It's fun to hang out. But then you're at that stage where you're just like, okay, I don't want to text you throughout the rest of the week and act like I'm casual with you. I want to let you do your own thing. When should I ask to hang out again? I mean, I feel like I feel like a check in on like three days is fair. <laughs> okay. I feel like touching base after three days is realistic. You know, just be like, what's up? Are we going to get together again? If not, cool let's like move on with our lives all right cool three days you hear that Oop, three days not two weeks <laughs> <laughs> all right uh <laughs> okay um biggest biggest advice for someone wanting to pursue a music career go to red door and meet people <laughs> i like it <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious good. that's a good one <laughs> that's, that's a funny that's one not, okay not <laughs> I'm not playing. Like if you, if you just move to town and you're like, you want to do music real bad and you want to like, you don't know where to go, go to red door, <laughs> tie on a little buzz and start shaking some hands in there because you're probably going to meet somebody that's going to be. Like, oh man. Ah, uh, that's hilarious, dude. Okay. <laughs> if, all right. If you had the, this is kind of a more serious one, Jed. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? I didn't do it. <laughs> That's funny. I might have to clip that. Okay. Uh, favorite place you've been to in the world? Man, I'm just like a huge fan. Like I, I got to go a bunch of cool places on the show, but I'm a huge fan of like Grayton Beach, Florida. You know where that is? I've, I haven't been there. Uh, what's it next to? It's kind of, it's like between Panama City and Destin. Have you heard of like Seaside? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like that little area. I just, I don't know, it's sort of, I've always gone on vacations and I just love it. It's beautiful. Okay, let's go check it out. All right, what is the key to staying fit? <clears throat> your diet. Okay. Your diet and consistency, that's what I would say. Okay, not a lot of pizza and beer. If you could eat with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Will Ferrell. Okay, I feel like we had someone else that said Will Ferrell too. Um, Man, you know, though, because it's like, who doesn't want to sit there and like enjoy their food and just like laugh? Yeah, your ass off. That would be great. <laughs> and, and I, I don't no want him to be. Will Ferrell. I, yeah. I wouldn't want him to be serious either. I would want him to know how like everybody else knows him on 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 the screen. Like he has to crack jokes right. and be funny. He can't be serious. Right, right, right. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got a dream car, dude? Man, I've been on some old cars lately. I like those '68 Camaros. I like those '68. The 69 Chevelles. Um, that's probably what I would pick right now if I was going to be like able to pick a amazing car. All right. Well, uh, maybe let Ellen know and she'll hook it up for you sometime in uh, December. Uh, hey, that'd be nice. Uh, all right. We got two more for you, Jed. Thanks for hanging out with us. These are two basketball questions. LeBron or MJ? I'm going to say MJ. Okay. You see the documentary, dude? I've seen it, bro, but are, it, 
it's also like what kind of context are we talking like i guess just goat status yeah just goat status yeah i you know mj wasn't like a great teammate to be honest like but Mm -hmm. at the same time like i don't know bro I, I'm gonna re, I'm gonna retract. I'm gonna say LeBron. <laughs> say LeBron. I, I, like, I like someone who can be a team, yeah. I like someone who can be like a little more of a team guy and talk about it and not be a, a douche, you know. And I feel like LeBron's got a little more of that going for him. I like that. I like that. And we we root for LeBron's legacy. But after the MJ doc, at the end of it, especially like the last two episodes, I was like, damn, that's got to be MJ, dude. I feel like it's got to be MJ. Um, yeah. <clears throat> all right. All right, we got one more for you, Jed. We ask all of our interviewees this. Best NBA show out there, NBA The Jump, Inside the NBA, or our show, Man to Man? I'm going to go Man to Man because I don't watch any of the other ones. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> hey, That's what I like. You Shout heard it, man. Let's go, baby. Jed Wyatt, man, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for hanging out with the boys. For those wanting to keep up with you on a daily basis, where can they find you at? I'm on Instagram at, at Jed Wyatt. And uh, I'm on TikTok too. And I couldn't even tell you my name, to be honest. <laughs> you have a website, right? JedWyatt.com? Yeah, JedWyatt.com. Uh, okay. I need to update it and everything. But Instagram's going to have my most recent kind of like life updates and stuff. So, okay, cool. Be there. And I got the podcast dropping the 17th. So that'll be. Is that Jed point. Talks? Is it still Jed Talks, the podcast? That's it. Yes, sir. Okay. Jed All right. Jed well. Talks. We'll be we'll be tuning in, dude. Make sure to go check Jed Wyatt out on all socials and on Spotify. He's forty five and around, dude. It's a banger. Uh, look for some, <laughs> look for some new music. Uh, that EP on the way. And if you see the guy around Nashville, dude, just say what's up. He's a cool dude. Jed, again, thanks for coming on. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, take care. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, this hope to see you around Nashville sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise, man. Alrighty, once again, Jed Wyatt, singer and songwriter, super cool dude, another Nashville guy. We had fun chatting with Jed. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to him. One thing I took from it, Hoop, he didn't do it. He did not do it. I like the answer. He snuck that one in there. He didn't do it. The whole 30 seconds that we asked that with every interview, and they're just, they usually take it pretty seriously. He just didn't do it. He's got the new Jed Talks. Excited to listen to that first episode. I think it's coming out next week sometime. You guys go check it out. Check him out on all socials. He'll probably be talking about that on first episode. Uh, Again, you're listening to Man to Man. We're in the lab. Liam's in town this weekend. Shout out Wells. He's trying to get some UVs. We're going to the sandbar. Trust me, we'll be there right after this. This is take five, and I'm holding up a three, okay? <laughs> Listen, we are delusional right now. Had a little bit too much fun last night. But anyways, we create a conversation, right, between the modern-day dating world. No girl problems yet. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We probably got something cooking here. We got the penthouse and VIP somewhat. Jed Wyatt, typical couch conversations interview now little bit of basketball. I'll let you lead the way, Hoop. We haven't talked about basketball in like three weeks, man. We're still on the basketball channel. Shout out to all the Dash listeners. We're going to talk. We're going to rip it, dude. We're just going to wrap it to you real quick. What we got, Hoop? So let's talk about the injuries that have kind of forced, I guess, teams playing basketball the way that they have to with in terms of going into the playoffs because injuries have been a big key into why some of these teams aren't going to make a deep, deep run into the, to the playoffs. Right. And I think the biggest one we got to talk about first, and our screen just went out, but we'll turn it right back on right now. Go but, ahead, dude. Uh, 
Nah, that's fucked me up. Nah, you're all good. We just uh, got a little bit of technical difficulties over here, man to man. We don't know what's going on at the time. But let's talk about Jamal Murray because I think him with the Nuggets, they were just on a roll last year. Coming into this year, I don't think they have enough firepower to actually make a run. They're still sitting at the third That's interesting. Spot I think they got a MVP over there right now. Jokic? Yeah. A little joke, joke but we'll get into that. But, yeah, I think they're still there. It's just another team that had a lot of momentum in that bubble last year, right? right. I, I mean, they, they what they beat the Clippers, and then they pretty much got worked by the Lakers, and then now they came into this this whole year. Playoffs coming again with the play-in game and everything else starting next week. And, yeah, he's just out. Big blow. So I can't really see them pass first round of Western Conference unless they want to do that whole thing. Let's take it to game seven a couple times. That, I mean, they have enough. I remember I mean, that part at least. We're talking about <laughs> remember that part. <laughs> Come on now. They have enough talent there now. I mean, Michael Porter Jr., that's who. Mike, yeah, MPJ is there. Jokic is there. Bart. I don't really know who else. They got that little point guard. I came out of nowhere. I think he's from Slovenian or something. But Jamal Murray, big, big player right there. Let's talk about another guy, and let's actually go over to the East. Okay. Team that was in the finals last year. Our guy, too. That's what we're talking about. Victor Oladipo, dude, hasn't played a full three seasons. Full three seasons, right? So he's going, uh, underwent, what, knee surgery again? That same thing that he's been dealing with the past couple years. Obviously, you know, Laker, uh, Pacers got rid of him. Rockets got rid of him or tanking. Right. Good for them. They're tanking with John Wall, too. So, I mean, but Vic, tough blow to see. I think they, though, the Heat are built that they knew something like this was coming down the line. They added Vic just to say, hey, this is just another piece maybe that could help us because they didn't get it done last year. Right, but he's not going to be on the, the heat next year. Where's he going? I thought that's where he wanted to go. Yeah, where he wants to go, but with a guy like that, you can't bet on that. I think he'll stay there for sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we were talking early season, talking about that's the only one place he wants to go. What you got, Wells? We got another guy in the room here. <laughs> he's gonna make that. He's gonna make that happen regardless. Yeah, I just I don't know, He'll man. Take less no one's. Money. Yeah, okay. He might take less money to stay in in South Florida, but we'll see what happens. I don't think the Heat, especially with fans now, that was a big thing that I had last year. If they played the Celtics in the Garden or whatever, there's no way they're beating the Celtics. I don't think the Heat go far this year. Speaking of the Celtics, Jalen Brown, another injury. I think for sure it's his wrist. We made sure. Thank you. It's the wrist, not the. the, the it's his right ankle, wrist. Yeah, a lot of knees. guys been dealing with the knee problems, but it is his wrist and it's his right one. So shout out to the partner. I think that's another team, kind of like the Nuggets, that we're hoping for more this year. I think the Celtics have always been that team that you know we talk about them like the Lakers almost. You know, we always compare them to championships, and especially with somebody like Jalen Brown. That ain't gonna happen this year because they've been playing a bunch, a whole bunch of ass. Are ball. the Celtics on a downcline, or is it just like every single year they're just balanced team? This year because they're so young, they still got Tatum, but Brown is a huge blow. Right, and I've had this conversation with other people. I think one way or another, the Celtics have to part ways with either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum because you have to have a superstar, and I think both of them are top notch, going to be superstars. Okay. And they kind of like a Terry Rozier going to the Hornets and just shining over there, but they need another piece. Right. And they kind of play the same type of game that, you know, that kind of mirror each other. So you see at the Lakers, like LeBron and AD, you got a forward, you know, slash point guard and then right. a center. Tatum and, and Brown or Tatum and Brown play the same game in pretty much the same position. Okay. So that's why I think the Celtics will have to at some point part ways with one of them okay so and, we're just still banking on the nets and bucks 
I think the Nets have the the. I mean, with the Harden coming back, he, I mean, post game interview. I don't mean to brag, but I'm pretty pretty good at this game. I mean, that's another thing they they've been dealing with injuries too. The Nets here and there. I yeah, think. not when playoffs start though. Hold up, you know, this is you know all load management type shit. The Nets also though have only played like seven games together with Harden, right. Curry, and Durant because they're all in and out of that lineup. So that's another thing I think. You got to look at, right? You well, let's to- well let's talk about this play-in tournament because, you know, playoffs are coming out next week. The four teams, oh, God. Fact check this, please. Four teams that are in the play-in tournament next week. Lakers currently, we're on Saturday recording this. Lakers are playing Pacers right now. So if Lakers win, not in the play-in tournament, or are they in the play-in tournament? They have to bank on, I believe, the Blazers to lose okay. as well. Okay. Right. Tonight. Okay. So Lakers... What's the other team in the West? Warriors. Warriors, Grizzlies, and Spurs. Warriors, Grizzlies, and Spurs. Sorry, I could have just looked at the screen right there. <laughs> um, what do you you got any take on this? LeBron, Steph Curry, but in a different what, fashion now. You <laughs> that's know? what the NBA is banking on. That's how they're going to sell the most tickets and the most views. Is if in the first playing game we yeah. got Curry lighting up <laughs> <a> forty, <laughs> and then we got LeBron James coming oh, back from injury. Man. So. I think that would be what everybody wants to see. I mean, I think that's ending is what's going to end up happening anyway. Right. Because I don't think the Blazers, they had a chance to get. And this uh, whole play-in tournament is just you got to win twice, right? The ninth has to be the or the eighth, or did they switch it up this year? So the seven plays the eight, and whoever wins that is the seventh seed. Right. Nine and ten play each other. Whoever plays that plays the loser of the seven-eight game. <sighs> And whoever so wins. Why the hell are they doing this? They're not doing this next year. No, this is awful. I think yeah. this is the worst thing. This is thing. confusing. It's, it's the worst thing that ever happened to basketball. Like, why? They're saying, you you know, those middle-tier teams could get a chance to get into the playoffs. That shit does not work, I don't think. Right, and, and LeBron's talking about it, but he's the one that kind of created the whole thing. I want to stay on Steph here. <laughs> well, you got some news for me? I want to stay on Steph. <laughs> you got, got some, some new shoes, I see. The shoes, guys, you guys are listening right now. I got the Curry 8s. Curry 8s, check them out. Fresh. I think I'm going to start playing basketball again. But I'll tell you what, dude. Steph Curry is in the talk of MVP right now. Right. For sure. I think... Leading score in points over Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, it's Proving a, a point. I don't... I, I think also, though, you got to look at team success, too. Joker without Jamal Murray, we were talking about a little bit earlier... He's they're still number three, and the Warriors are in the play-in game. You know what I mean? Right. So that's all about that's that's all that is. I think so. You have to you definitely have to take that into account for sure. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. You you think you want Curry? Well, I got somebody else kind of in mind. I like the Currys. Thank you, Curry, for making one hundred and sixty dollars shoes. Let's let's go back to Stephon Marbury days. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. He's why are people are people talking about Chris Paul? And we saw the Suns in the bubble go undefeated, right? right? You add somebody like Chris Paul, and you see now they're possibly number one seed in the West. I think Suns go to the Western Conference Finals. Is that a hot take? That could be a hot take. Are you- I don't think the Clippers go at all. <laughs> you think playoff, playoff who? PG-13 playoff? What are you, who, are you just going to tank again this year? No, I just don't think the Clippers have enough to take, I mean, to even get to the Finals. I think the Suns. This is they don't their, have a good big. The Suns is where it's at. I don't. I think for the Suns, though, for me, 
they're they're blooming a little too soon. They added Chris Paul, which is good. You still got a young roster with Devin Booker, some younger guys, Johnson and stuff, and Aiton. He's you know dealing with injury too right now. They're they're not going to have that mentality. Chris Paul will only get them so far into the playoffs this year. I don't know, man. They shocked a lot of people last year. You can't count them out. My hot take: Suns Western Conference Finals. Are, so they're just gonna get there? Are they winning that? They're going to the finals? I mean, no. They're, I don't think they're winning. I don't think they're winning. Ooh, so who's I, I mean, up? you can't count out the Lakers, right? We could possibly if Lakers get in, you know, avoid the playing game. They could get the Suns first round. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> yeah. What about that? That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. I don't going, know, but like the that's Suns the thing, that? dude. I've said it. I've said it all year, man. Suns play the winner of Warriors versus Lakers. There you go. Yeah. All right, let me backtrack a little. <laughs> Yo. So you got a, your hot take still on the table here? This is my thing, dude. I don't think the Lakers are winning it, though. That's the thing. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we can speculate all day. Uh, another guy that's been dealing with some season in or not season in he's just been out for a fucking month, right? Donovan Mitchell. What yeah. about that team? The Jazz, again, are kind of like the Suns for me. They haven't made – I mean, they were there last year, but they haven't made that step of, like, who's going to be the guy, their leader – to take them to that next level. We see Suns add Chris Paul. They're hoping Chris Paul will be that guy. Right. For the Jazz, who is it going to be? I don't I don't know. Can't forget about Bogdan over there. I mean, shout out Bogdan. He's out there balling, but I don't I think they get over the hump, dude. I mean, last year they played the Nuggets game 7, right? Correct. Um and Jazz currently play what, what was that? We got Blazers in the first round. The Blazers in the first round. How about the Blazers, dude? I think we're kind of just jumping around. I don't know. You guys let us know what you think. We got some crazy stuff coming up. Anything else you want to talk about? We'll just watch. We'll just wait and watch. But I like speculating. For me, I think one of the teams to watch out for is the Phoenix Suns. I don't know if that hot take remains, but you got to watch out for the Phoenix Suns going 8-0 this year. I think they got to prove something to everybody, and they're ready to do it. Devin Booker, young stud in the wall. Chris Paul, MVP caliber this year. Can't count out the, the Nuggets. Um, I mean, all these teams in the West, right? Just juggernaut teams. East looks a, looks a little bit more wide open. I'm just going to call Nets or Bucks. I think I would, Nets make it to the finals. I want to talk about the 76ers, though, too. Okay, we can talk about that trash-ass team. I think the 76ers, this is one of the years that they can do go to that next level. That's fair. Overrated, because, overrated team, though. Because you don't have the Celtics. You don't have a Toronto Raptors like Kawhi Leonard or anybody like that. Uh-uh. And... This is their year. They've been knocking on the door for the last three yeah, years. They're just like another Celtics team, dude. They're just not beating the Nets. That's sorry. You don't think? One more thing. I just got to touch up about the fucking <laughs> Celtics. Uh, sorry, 76ers versus this is why I got. We got to start watching basketball. We're going to sit on the couch next week and start watching these games, dude. 76ers game. Udonis Haslam. Can we shout him out real quick? You shout him out, shout him out. Shout out UD, dude. Three minutes in the game and he gets tossed. I think it was under three minutes. Yeah, two minutes and like 69 seconds or something like that. Okay, let's grow up a little bit. And uh, yeah, he just gets ejected, dude. So I, I don't know what. I Definitely on purpose. Definitely on purpose. Um, I think it was just the heat of moment. This is, you know, potentially last home game. And right. he gets in. Crowd gives him a big cheer. He's got some adrenaline going. Also scores two points. I mean, yeah, he he, he was killing it. Four points, two rebounds, two technicals in two minutes. I mean, yeah. He's out there getting his he's, – he's feeling it. Yeah. 
And then, you know, of course, pretty boy Dwight Howard has to come in and ruin his, his you know, his career. Speaking of Dwight Howard, real quick, uh, 16 technical fouls, one game suspension could hurt the 76ers. What, in the last season, in the last game of the season? Is it, does it not start in the playoffs? No, it's the next, the next game. Okay, maybe not. I'm tripping. <laughs> Heat versus 76ers, second rounds. Of Heat beat Hawks. Was, we got Cam showing us some notes over here. Wait, what was that? Correct. Heat plays 76ers, okay, if they win the first round of their matchup. Yeah. Yeah, still don't think the Heat do anything. I mean, I Vic don't think they go in there, blow, blow. I don't even think Vic's on a team next year. Hot take? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like that take of the Heat. I think the the big bubble last year helped them tremendously, like what you were mentioning. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's, I mean, you guys love basketball. So do we. So we're going to stop talking about girl problems. We're just going to start breaking down some basketball here. Also, some other exciting news Let me hear What's coming that? from us in the works. What is that? We're going to start talk. We're going to start being on this NBA 2K League. Oh, yeah. We do have to we shout, that, shout out. that out real quick. Yeah. We are uh, now going to take over. Uh, recapping the NBA one two- night, one, one night, night yeah. one night, Wednesday nights. Recapping the NBA 2K League is starting up. Uh, it's a big deal. I'm a lot of people don't follow the NBA 2K League, but we are gonna do some some recapping of of the night one games each week on Wednesday night. Right, professional gamers. I'm kind of excited, dude. We used to play 2K a little bit, and now they, you know, we got the opportunity to do it. So we're super excited for that. We got some yeah, cool interviews with with players. You know, after their game, talking about, you know, just I'm legitimately just curious, like of uh, all these questions I'm going to ask these guys, like, how do you how do you get green, granny green apples like that? Because I are the sticks warm or not? Is that what it is? Are the sticks warm? warm? Are they glitching? Yeah, you guys stay tuned, dude. We're going to have some fun with this stuff. Just watch a bunch of professional gamers ball out. We're going to interview them and just kind of recap all these games. Big deal for us. We're excited. Yeah. Um, okay, what else do we have? Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about the Hall of Fame, Fame real quick. Got to shout out Hall of Fame. Yep. Big thing for us. This is kind of the year uh, Mr. Cam Wells kind of alluded to. This is the first year that we – these are the guys that we kind of grew up watching. We got right. like Tim Duncan, some some like Kobe era. Mm-hmm. Those guys are the the guys that we kind of grew up watching are now getting their chance to be recognized by the Hall of Fame. I think Love it's it. super cool. Love it. At least just to know that, hey, I watched this guy. Now he's in the Hall of Fame, and yeah, that's, that's what it takes to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. I think something about I was uh, seeing on Vanessa Bryant's Instagram how one of the daughters was wearing Kobe's jacket okay. for the I don't I don't know for the ceremony or something like that. But super cool. All right, we right. played with Kobe. Um, well, I, you played with Kobe. You didn't really let me play with Kobe in 2K because I'd miss a couple free throws. And, you know, I, I, free throws mean a lot more than you think in 2K. Ruined the percentage. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I think that's a big cool thing. Obviously, it's it's cool that uh, Come on, man. That Kobe got it. You know, obviously, we all know what happened to Kobe. Um, I guess it was a year now ago. A year yeah. and a half ago. But. Obviously, he's probably the you know headlining name, but we got some other guys in there that really deserve it. I want to pose one question to you. Okay. Now this is kind of the second generation of you know players in the NBA that we're kind of watching. shout out Kobe. I'm wearing a Kobe shirt right now, dude. Yeah. Hey, get your damn merch. Yeah, Patreon exclusive merch, dude. Kobe. I want to pose this question. 
So this is we. If I say you know Kobe and Tim Duncan, that era was our like what we grew up with. Right. This is kind of second generation. Who in the league right now maybe is somebody you could consider getting into the Hall of Fame? Are they getting their the way and into not the obvious answer? Well, like who? Obviously LeBron and Chris well, Paul. LeBron, LeBron, yes. KD, Harden, Harden. What's you got? Somebody like Dame. Oh. I think Dame goes Hall of Fame. What about like a younger player? Though? Younger player, like a young, not the the in the old heads, you. not no old you. heads out here. I'd probably say yeah, like a Tatum, Tatum, yeah. Devin Booker. I think maybe yeah, is Devin a good Booker, one. big one for me for takes sure. Takes Wells, any takes on that? Yeah, I mean, players. I mean, I think Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell, Mr. Spider. He I don't can, think Murray gets there. Zion, Zion's sure. definitely there. You know, it's a funny fact about Zion. What he has the most made layups. This year. The most made layup. You would think Zion would be this. I mean, obviously, he's a dunker when you think about Zion Williamson. He has the most made layups this year at like 500 and something. I mean, he doesn't shoot outside the paint, though. What else right. are you expecting? But you would think he just dunks all the time. I don't know. Just something I saw. Shout out Overtime Mike for that, making us a little serious. There you go. Yeah. Well, big, shout out Overtime big, Mike. Big name just dropped right yeah. there. A little Overtime Mike. Yeah, Overtime Mike. Yeah. He was like, you guys would think Zion just dunks. No, he just shoots a lot of layups and makes them. For sure. I think that's, that's something you have to consider. Another thing is, what about you know, the transition of talking about dunking and layups? What if they change the, the point system? Like in slam ball, you know, dunk is worth three. Because oh, yeah. a lot of people now are shooting a lot of three-pointers, so the game's kind of transitioning out further from the rim right and then when you got somebody like zion he's complaining about getting fouls and stuff but if the point was a dunk was worth three maybe instead right. of two would that be more value you think yeah but i think i mean they don't protect the players in the first place that's what that's what gundy was talking about right like right. you know they didn't make the playoffs Gundy's talking about how they don't protect zion and if it's three points those guys are just going to try to hit him harder it's more value to the to the scoreboard right you know right do you think the pelicans this was a down year for the pelicans i think so but i think it was a great year for lonzo ball you think lonzo ball is going to stay in 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 new orleans i don't know but they better i mean they somebody's got to sign him he's gonna get paid what do you mean i mean he had the last what week what three games in a week with 30 plus points right he he improved his yeah. his perimeter somebody's shooting. paying that guy you think so for yeah, sure yeah i for think sure? so for sure he's a really good player in the league and he's proven that. And that's what he said last year when people were talking crap about him. He's like, just wait. I'll be there. He just got to blossom. Where would you put him, though, if he went to another team? Because I think, I think you're right. I agree that he's going to go I, to another team. I don't team. think him and Bledsoe are a good mix. Okay. Bledsoe's weird to me. I don't know. What about Brandon Ingram? You, you buying his stock? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. The team looks good on paper. Correct. But Lonzo with Lonzo, Ball, I don't know. Maybe keep him. But they're, I mean, I don't know how that really all the contract stuff works. I mean, they didn't sign him to a long term extension. Do they reevaluate that in the summer? And be like, okay, maybe we'll give you, we won't give you a long term extension, but maybe like a two or three. Maybe a two or three, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What else, man? We got a couple more minutes to kill here, but I wish we had like a call in line. That's another thing with this two K league. We're gonna have people calling in and stuff. We'll figure out how to do that because I'm. I'm curious to see what, you know, whoever's listening to this, they got some takes. We'll figure it out. We're in the lab working here. Um, but, but, hey, shout out to the lab in the process. Shout out to the lab. Yeah, we're gonna you want to talk this, about it? We might make this into a, you know, regular episode a week type thing, you know. Yeah. That's definitely the plan. 
Uh, Same place. Liam's moving to Nashville. He's here this weekend. And yeah, we're in our room right now, but we're looking to make a, a huge move here, a huge step this summer and make a, a production set, get some stuff going, you know, get some guys on our team and and uh, just obviously have more guests on. I'm excited to just keep it going, dude. Um, other than that, man, weird night last night. A little weird night. I mean, it was a it was a good night, a late night. A lot of you know alcohol was consumed. I would say by you, yeah, by you. No, no, no. <laughs> but it was a good night. It was good. Day. Nashville was fun. It was the it was first, the first yeah, yeah first day of restrictions releasing. Uh, you guys go get vaccinated out there, man. I'm fully vaccinated. Who be fully vaccinated? Fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. Wells fully vaccinated. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's Nashville's kind of opening up here. It's a fun time. We went to the Sounds game, the minor league game. Uh, they played the Redbirds. I guess the sounds of the minor league team of the Brewers. Correct. And uh, Yelich was there. Christian, yeah, out. Christian Yelich was there. Also, got yanked out the third inning. Got I yanked out. Him. Yeah, third inning. He struck out pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, he did strike out, dude. That was yeah, but yeah, sounds got smacked. But it's a vibe in Nashville. You guys who are visiting or, or coming here this summer, please be safe. Please go get fully vaccinated. Uh, Broadway was it was stressful last night, and so we got out of Broadway. Yeah. I mean, shout out! If you are in Nashville, come, 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 kick it! Say yeah, come up. kick it at the studio, dude. We'll be yeah. in a lab, uh, and then now we are. I think we're just gonna go to this place called the Sandbar, and yeah. it's pretty much what it sounds like. You play volleyball with a couple coconut pineapple mixed drinks. That's that's about it. Merch is here. Patreon, go Liam. We gotta start working on. We gotta push this Patreon, and then we gotta get rid of these things. Yeah, right? I mean, these are these are exclusive. So once these, you know, once we get a new you know, line in, new season in line. These are going to go away, so you're not going to have opportunities. So. Yeah, these are done, dude. Yeah. Shout out Curry's. I'm going to play basketball for the first time on Sunday. Are you coming with me? Yeah, I'll be out there. I'll okay. Be out there. I'll be running up. Okay, now you're floor. on camera saying it. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so we'll be playing basketball. Other than that, thanks. thank you guys for listening. Shout out Jed Wyatt again. Super cool interview, and, and uh, we'll continue to have more of these guests on. We'll uh, get LeBron on next. Don't worry. Yeah, but uh, with that, guys, this week's episode is going to come to a wrap. Again, thank you guys. Follow us on social Shout media. Shout out Wells real quick for yeah. just hanging with us, man. We're going to go have you a day, all right? Yeah. Follow us on social media at Man to Man Podcast. Hey, first time in person. I'm going to namaste you out of here. Oh, okay? this is weird, man. Namaste. <laughs> Pacer namaste. Nation. Let's throw it back. Pacer Nation. <laughs> <laughs>